Welcome, ladies and germs, to the second episode of This Podcast is Dead. Uh, It's a podcast featuring three old friends talking about everything and nothing at the same time. Uh, This episode is brought to you by the Pineapple Goes on Pizza Gang. Just because you're uncultured doesn't mean it's trash. Yeah. Um, But yeah, welcome to uh, episode two. Um... We're still doing the thing. If you're still listening, uh, congratulations. <laughs> Give you a round of applause for Woo! clicking on episode two. <laughs> um, but yeah, episode episode numero dos. Uh, and we're still uh, still popping and rocking. So, still in um, quarantine. This, still in quarantine. Yeah. Um, things have gotten uh, significantly worse locally. <laughs> I would have to say. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple of ca- more cases that keep coming out every day. Yeah. yeah, it's actually crazy. Did you see the uh, the news report about New York? How they had like a shitload in like one day? Yeah, like, dude. They had some like, like dead like a uh, body bag just piled. It was, it was fucked up, man. Yeah, I can't remember the exact number, but it was it was really Sorry. fucking high up there. I know one of our one of our fucking um, old folks' homes down here is pretty much infected with with the COVID. Yeah, I heard that, I heard about that too. Oof. No bueno. But yeah, it's gotten gotten kind of out of hand, and people are still out, you know, driving about. Like if it's, you know, another any other another fucking day. day. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Everybody is. If you're still in your house, if you're quarantined up, please continue to do so. Wash your hands, people. Be only, clean. Only go out if it's fucking necessary. Yeah. If you need like food, or if you're going to the grocery store, or you got to go to the doctor or whatever. Like, that's fine. But like, come on, guys. Like, come on. Just stay <laughs> I don't in. Be chill. Locked up for watch a whole movie. Month. <laughs> share our podcast with friends. Yeah. Whatever you got to do. Just keep yourself entertained and stay indoors, people. So how, um, how'd your week go? Like, how, how's your week been? Uh, I mean, I've just been working. Same old, same old. Oh, they changed my schedule at work today, by the way. Again? Um, yeah. <laughs> so now I'm working with the same days off, but I have I have to work from 7 p.m. to 3.30 in the morning. Oof. God so, damn. So it's, so it's pretty lame. That yeah. sucks. It's kind of trash, but uh, yeah. That's like yeah, your yeah, just been... that's like your fourth or fifth schedule change in the past like month. <laughs> yeah, jeez, it's it's kind of crazy. I just, I mean, like I don't really, it, I don't really mind it. You know what I mean? Like I just do what they tell me, and I mean I get paid good, and like I'm glad to still be like working during this time anyway. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm not gonna complain. Plus, I'm at home already, so it's like I could do that. It's yeah, not too bad, that, but... that's that's a chill part is you get to work at home. Like I, I still, yeah. I'm still out of work right now. Like I'm still on, on like, on a leave, so I can't even work from home because my job sucks. 
Yeah. Yeah. It just yeah, shit. My, my uh, I just kind of have to deal with it. Like, shit's been whack, dude. Like, all over the place. I was, I was uh, saying like, what bothers me so much is like the, the like lack of response and shit of like a lot of business staying open and like. Again, people just going out and about. Like the whole lack of response is widespreading so quickly, and it's just so frustrating to see. So the thing is, is that it kind of sucks because it's like, you know, they they put this thing in force, but it's like, you know, they don't they only have like a certain amount of cops. You know what I mean? Like they can't just yeah. they can't just arrest everybody. You know what I mean? So they have to like they're just pulling over random people, and and arrests and like citations are being given out. So like it's happening. It's just yeah, people like, are just. They're just getting lucky. Cur <laughs> curfew, curfew here in Hollywood, which is 12 o'clock, right? It's like 12 p.m. 12 a.m. is curfew. I think or it's no, 10. No, it's, it's, it's 10 a.m. So like, no, I, I don't actually hear like people getting like, getting like pulled over until like I swear like 3 a.m. Every day, every morning, you'll hear a car get pulled over here at like, 3 in the morning. Yeah. So it's happening. My thing is like, what the fuck is so important to leave the house at 3 in the fucking morning? Exactly, know, and like, dude, it, like where I live, really it's right. Water burger that bad? Like, come on. <laughs> I live like right on a corner, right where light is. So like, usually they get pulled over right at that fucking light for some reason in Mission. So like, we always hear most of the cars getting pulled over. It's always around two, three a.m. Always in the same spot, right across the laundromat. If they're getting pulled over, it's like, and dude, like it's three in the morning. Stay home. Like, what, what are you doing out at three in the morning during a quarantine? Like, that makes no sense. I know that the, yeah. that the cops have um blockades in some of the cities i think far has one i know the uh, the border between westico and donna has one so there are cops out there it's just i think it's different responses from pd and from state troopers so yeah i don't know a bunch of people are getting like tickets and shit on bicentennial and 10th street but every time i need to go somewhere like to agb which let me, let me tell you about agb in a bit I never see any fucking cops. That's crazy. At all. Like, at all. That's crazy. I have not seen one cop when I went to HEB. I went to HEB, I think, yesterday. And the thing about HEB, they used to do the fucking let 20 people in at a time and shit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the HEB on Trent just kind of, like, ignored that aspect of it. Because they're just letting everybody in now. Mission here, Mission does the same thing. They don't enforce that. I know the one off the expressway on Sherry, they they do, and they even clean the carts and everything. They're really, uh, they're really cool over there. So we go to that one because like the, the HB is like right like down the street from my house, but we don't even go to that one because it's like they let whoever in at a time. They don't clean shit. Like it's like I'll take the extra drive just to get a clean cart and like well, that's you know a, good, a line. That's the good thing about yeah. the HB on trend over here is they do wipe down every every cart that somebody has has left or whatever but the thing is the fucking limit rule yeah. it's it's kind of chaotic and they're just letting everybody just walk through and you know do their own business and shit so i guess social distancing isn't really a big deal even though it should yeah. be not really yeah. should yeah yeah it definitely should i don't know it's it's crazy out here man i'm just staying at home working trying to trying to stay positive <laughs> yeah i've been watching Basically, watching yeah. movies and shit uh i saw a few over the past few days that were good well a couple of that were good over the past few days cool 
Like, no booty yeah, just... call is worth fucking getting corona, guys. Like, stay home. Don't leave Dude, past fucking no 10. shit. They might have corona themselves, so just, exactly. just, just an FYI. Guys, please. Guys, please. Please. Please, no. But yeah, like, I don't know. It, it's just gonna get to the point where they're gonna fucking force us to stay home. And there's gonna be fucking... I don't know. I'm just scared it's gonna turn to martial law. Yep. And they're gonna get the fucking military involved. But, I mean... Yep. It just takes fucking limiting your fucking reasons to go out. Yeah, the, exactly. The thing, the thing is, also, have a f fucking reason to go out. Don't just fucking go out because you just feel like, oh, I've been cooped up in the house. Let me just fucking go to Theo Chewy's house for a little bit. Or, you know, like, it, it. I know it sucks. You can't see your family. I haven't seen my mom since the fucking... Um, the quarantine went into effect but you know like yeah me either i'm fucking respecting i i don't want this shit to spread i don't want to get sick yeah yeah i'm not down either i don't want to get sick i don't want to get people sick i'm not not down and, and that's a thing that's another thing i, I want to point out a bunch of people are fucking you know using gloves using masks and shit the gloves that you're using Make sure you fucking throw them away. The masks that you're using, they're disposable for a fucking reason. Don't reuse them. You're, they're, they're fucking dirty as soon as you put them on. So if you're going to use them to go out, make sure you fucking discard them before you, you know, touch everything that you own. Because you're, you're basically just spreading the germs everywhere. And what? Yeah. Go for it. Oh, uh, what, what pissed me off? I'm, I'm just going to like uh, my last comment on, on this uh whole situation what's pissing me off right now is that like when you go to like anywhere any kind of store or whatever or like, any kind of building that uh, they have the, the tape for the six feet rule and like i've heard this from like multiple employees that like customers get mad over it that they enforce that it's like i, I don't understand like they legit get mad like about the whole six feet rule and like the tape and shit it's like like i i don't get why they're mad you know like it's like it's a serious thing like they, it's in place for a reason it's for your safety and for everyone else's safety but like you think they'd be grateful but it's the complete opposite it's it's so it's so wild of a, of a thing that's yeah that's fucking stupid yeah i mean like you fucking come near me and you fucking even sniffle i'm gonna fucking kick you like <laughs> <laughs> like get the that, that's very fair get the fuck away i haven't been sick in the past four fucking years and to get a like sick now during a fucking pandemic i'm gonna fucking drop kick somebody i swear yeah i feel that and especially having somebody with cancer like at my home like no don't yeah, don't fucking shit. come near me i know yeah. how to fucking you know stay away from people who are sick and i haven't been sick for a very long time and if i get sick during this shit like i'm just gonna lose my shit yeah, it's scary. Scary times we live in, people. But uh, some brighter, you know, some brighter times ahead. Brighter times ahead. You know, what's that song by by Annie? It's, uh, uh, something about tomorrow. I don't know. I, I seriously called. think it's called tomorrow. Is I it? think so. About her being an orphan. <laughs> that show still be an orphan tomorrow. Is that one? <laughs> That'll still be an orphan tomorrow. tomorrow. I love you. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Shoutouts to the orphans. Uh, 
Shout out to the orphans. If you're listening, you the real ones. Are we talking about the the gang from the movie The Warriors? <laughs> I mean, just orphans in general. You know, we're not we're not okay. like pinpointing specific orphans. You know, anyone without parents. Yeah, we're not biased. This is what Bat- you get for messing with the orphans. Batman too. Not Batman. Fuck Batman. Uh, anyways. Okay. All right. You heard it here first. Eric hates Batman. Eric. Eric hates Batman. You heard it here first, people. Ah, fuck Batman. Uh, I don't really give a shit about Batman either. <laughs> he's he's I. He's I. He's I. Plus, D- this podcast is dead. You know what's dead? His parents. Fuck you, Batman. <laughs> Such an asshole. <laughs> but at least there's um, I guess on the brighter note of this, all this shit that's happening is that there's a fucking cold front now. Or a cool front. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was outside well, earlier for it, just chilling. Oh, fuck, amazing. I record these podcasts outside, and it's fucking wonderful right now. Yeah. I went outside to, uh, you know, do something, and uh, <laughs> I was like, dude, I, I walked outside. I was like, oh, it's cold. <laughs> what the hell? I mean. I've been cooped up inside my house for so long. Yeah, you have to take your wins, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I shot a music video earlier because it was like, it was like maybe like four or five, and it was like really kind of like dark, cold, kind of gloomy. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm shooting a music video right now because I've been wanting to, and I'm like, what a perfect time to do it. Quarantine, I got shit else to do. Might as well Did get out of really the way. Did you really shoot a music video? Yeah. Why haven't I seen this yet? Uh, I shot it today. I gotta edit it, so it'll be out in a few days. Oh, so like by a few days he means like a month or a year. <laughs> no. It's, I- with, with quarantine, I actually have time to work on it now, so it'll be out like in a few days. Facts, that's facts. true. That's true. That's, that's true. why I shot it now, because I'm like, I have time to edit, to shoot and edit, like, within the next few days. I'm going to take that, that that time and actually, like, shoot and edit this fucking thing and put it out. It's it's simple, like, you know, nothing crazy, so it, it'll be an easy project. Cool. Sounds dope. Um, but yeah, one thing I wanted to bring up was, um, I was watching youtube and then i always fucking look at my related searches and something that always pops up is fucking evil moment 37 oh dude classic which i'm I, uh, i'm sure everybody I actually knows. saw that video on facebook yeah oh yeah dude like at least by now people know what evil moment 37 is if you don't Even know what like... evil moment 37 is it's the daigo parry against chun li in third strike yeah see I, I don't i don't play any street fighter game and even like I can appreciate that as like a what the fuck moment in like video game history or even FGC yeah, history. I, I think it's just in, in even, video game history. Video game yeah, history. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't really think you have to be strictly a Street Fighter player or a fucking, you know, a 2D fighter player to appreciate that because a bunch of a bunch of yeah. fucking people know what that is. And I just wanted to talk about how detrimental it was to like gaming history. And how I think people should understand that that's not very simple to do, especially in a high pressure situ- situation. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah people screaming at like screaming into the whole like screaming crowd and like to pull off something of that caliber, it's 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 like it intense to even even just like you know even playing a tournament in general in front of a lot of people that are screaming and shit. You know whether it's for you or against you, like that in general is. A lot of pressure as it, is, as it is and to pull off something like that that's just like unheard of it's crazy because it's like 
Jay was saying, right? Like it, it's it's important to video games in general, and and it's funny because without Evo Moment Thirty Seven, I don't think me and Jay would even be playing Third Strike competitively. I don't even think right we'd now. be playing fighting. I like we play fighting games because we liked it, but at the caliber that we're playing, I don't I don't think it would ever have come into volition at all. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it turned the tide I, definitely. I, we, we all we all we owe that to Evo Moment Thirty Seven, like big time. Watching that video, like, when I saw that you could do that, and I saw, like, how hype everybody got over over something that that happened, and then when it was explained to me exactly what happened, I was like, holy shit, we need to play this game. <laughs> this is the game we need to be but playing. Like, yeah, I, I didn't get it at first when I first saw it. I didn't know what was happening, and then, like, once I was told like oh he did this i'm like he fucking did what <laughs> but like even the parries in itself and the combo that he did like the optimal combo in that situation the thing is he didn't have the meter for that so he meter gained with the parry mm-hmm. like with all the parries he gained just enough meter to do that fucking comp like to Super. have that much fucking knowledge in that game it, it's kind of like awe-inspiring it's the the patience the knowledge and the execution it took were all like ridiculously like not in his favor and he pulled them all off gracefully and it worked perfectly and he yeah. i mean he won that round but i mean at the end of it like it, it's just people who don't play 2d fighting games also appreciate it and that's what what fucking blows my mind i mean there was even a fucking an e-liquid for your for, for the fucking vapes named evil moment 37 Oh wow! Yeah. I didn't know that. By Steam Co. Yeah, and and it's kind of it's kind of cool. Shout out to Steam Co. How some like a fucking what what is it like a thirty second clip can be that I guess inspiring to players to companies to acknowledge how great that moment was. Yeah. So look, guys, look the what we're gonna say here is number one. If you ever want to know what video game we're talking about, when we talk about Third Strike, go watch, go to YouTube right now. If you, if you have no idea what we're talking about when we say Third Strike, if you have no idea what we're talking about when we say any of this stuff, go to YouTube right now and search up Evil Moment 37 and watch that shit. And I guarantee you, like, if you... If you don't know much about Street Fighter or fighting games, especially at a competitive level, when you see that video, especially if you're like if you're a gamer, it doesn't matter what game you play. You can play Call of Duty, you can play fucking what is it? Poly Pocket World, like whatever fucking game you want to play, it doesn't matter. Like you watch that video and you understand video games, that shit is like mind blowing. Like it's crazy. And not to downplay it either, but it like you're not gonna be able to do it right off the yeah. bat. Like not yeah. everybody can just fucking parry all of Chun Li Super Arc too. Yeah, it's it's very hard. It's especially in, in those conditions. I don't know. It's just if you want to play that 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 game locally, hit us up straight up. Yeah, but with, with, with that with that like uh, branching off of that statement, it also comes back around is like yeah you can't do it but you see it and you're like fuck i want to do that and that like yeah. that 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 builds a hunger in you like you're, you want to do that so that that builds like your hunger to get better and to like you know to do that one day which is also something yeah. really cool 
And and the cool thing about it is that it's just the fucking tack that you have to have in order to pull something off at that at that level. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You could put. And if it, he had blocked, if he blocked any of those hits, he was dead. But even at that, like you could make you could make that fucking that video itself like put it, be put into any situation. Whether you have like a fucking school report that you have to fucking you know stand in front of a class, you have to perform a fucking music like a musical act on stage in front of people. I think competitive gaming is really looked down on. I mean, I know it's getting a little bit better, you know, with like the E-League and shit on ESPN and shit. But still, like that video can be implemented into anything that you're doing. Just like try to get inspired by by that shit. And like that's basically what I wanted to say about it. Yeah. Yeah, He had his back against the wall and came out victorious because he believed like, you know, he believed himself and he he pulled it off because he knew he could. Or not even because he knew he could, because he tried at least. You know, it's like you can you can overcome any situation. You know, even with your back end. So I'll get in this situation. You know, as long as you try. Yep. Speaking yeah. speaking of which, one of our both of our members are in in this. Um, I guess you could call it the electro scene. And yes. and they both had to like have been put into situations where you know. The back, your their backs against the wall, and they had to perform in front of people, whether it be a fucking you know crowd that they didn't know what music they were gonna perform or what you know like you kind of like have to put yourself into. I guess you you have to make yourself look act vulnerable in front of people, so you could get your art out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and the same thing applies like. It's it's crazy just how much like, like that video can like inspire somebody. I don't know. On, on all levels of, of art and, and just everything, it, it's it's inspiring. It's cool. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk about uh, the um, uh, the little crossover episode that we did with our homies, uh, Skeleton and the the Samurai, um, aka Bony Boy and the Weeb. Boy and the Weeb. Um. If you haven't yeah, heard so we it, were, go check it out. Yeah, go check out their their podcast. We're on their uh, latest episode, which was, I believe, episode four. I believe, um, I believe so. Yeah, so you guys should go check that out. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, it was. <laughs> that episode was really fucking hilarious. Um, From opening to close, it was just hilarious. There, there's this <laughs> some of the like, I think. I still, I, I actually went back and listened to like my two favorite parts of the whole podcast today, which is when, when Ricky says, um, you know, I've eaten a girl out before and I don't mind a little <laughs> bit of pee. <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, and that whole entire like five minute rant of Alex going off about geoducks. Yes. The, the fucking just, the dick clams. <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> that shit was so fucking funny. So it was a lot of fun. It was super fun uh, doing that episode with those guys. Um, we're actually going to have them on uh, the next episode, I think. Yeah, uh, next episode. If that's, if that's correct. Yeah, so we're going to do our episode with them on. So you guys definitely want to come check that out because that one's going to be great too. Um, 
There's going to be a lot of hot takes in that episode, so make sure you yeah. check out our next episode. That that episode's going to be spicy. Yeah. I'm just, uh, just going to put it that way. It's De- going to be spicy. Debate city. But I did, yeah. wa- I did want to thank um, Alex and Ricky for having us on there. Yeah. yeah it was they're, awesome, they're the homies. Guys. It was great. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad uh glad they had us on their show. It was uh their their ride was cool. I'm down. <laughs> I would like to definitely be on there again, but um yeah, it was a lot of fun on their show. But yeah, going but, into uh, other topics, um Eric is part of a I guess would you call it a one man band? Yeah, I, I I just always refer to like to anyone any kind of like one man bands like as projects kind of I don't know it's oh, okay, always okay, been okay. thing I refer to it as but whatever I I don't care for labels whatever you want to call it that's that's cool with me. And um, what what what's your what's your music project called? Uh, so my main one is I Kill Techno. I have like a million, but that that's the main one that I I perform under. Um, everything else I I don't really perform perform under live. But, uh, I Kill Techno is my my uh, my first product I ever started with music, and it's been my longest running one since 2007. It's been about 13 years running. A uh, lot of releases, a lot of shows, a lot of chaos. And um, a couple, of, I have a couple of questions for you. Since um, I know you and Andy um, were are really close knit with that scene, and I, I'm I, I was always there for the ride, but not like behind the scenes shit you know what i mean yeah so um when did i kill techno start so i started uh april of 07 um i had just gotten back from austin um i went to go see the locust with daughters and cattle decapitation and asaker for the new erections tour and i was like so stoked but i i'd wanted to start to start a band since way before but i couldn't find people that were like actually done to practice or record like it no one was was serious enough and um i really wanted to like get something going and i was like you know what fuck it i, I can do it myself you know it's it's easier and i don't gotta wait for anybody i'll do it i do it myself so that's where it just i was just started from there from a lack of a lack of people and just a, a big like inspiration from that from that one show i really i owe most of it to that that show chosen insane so who inspired you to um, not really make a music project, but more to do like an electro music thing? Um, I, I liked um, the synth parts from The Locust a lot. Like that, there is specifically um, their album, Flight of the Wind Locust. It's a lot, a lot of like, it's super synth heavy compared to everything else. Um, and that album, like, I just loved the way it sounded. And uh, when I got back home, I was trying to figure out how to do music by myself. And I remembered uh, hearing about uh, Free Loops. It was called back then, it's FL Studio now. Uh, hearing about it and, and people saying, like, oh, you can make your own beats on that and shit. But I never looked into it. So I was like, let me look into this and, and see what I could do. And uh, I pulled that up and it was just mainly a bunch of, like, synth stuff. So I was like, cool, I'll just, I'll use this and, and see where it goes. And it initially started as a joke, honestly. But I wanted to start making music, seriously. But the project itself started as, as a stupid joke. So the first songs I made were just like, they, the song titles were, were just jokes, and it was just like, 
you know random music just as as an elaborate joke but like it was really fun so i'm just like you know what this is fun i'm gonna keep doing it and that's just where it just you know went from there side note go check out the locust if you're into obscure um i guess you, you would say like synth noises with obscure vocals really good band yeah, really, really experimental good band. depending on on the time period it's it's early is, is very punk influence super spazzy yeah super spazzy punk influence and then midway it's like really uh more towards like like the middle of the career they got very very sin more more synth based than, than they had in the beginning but either way it's if you like extreme like fast music and like weird shit it's definitely a, a band to check out i'm a really big, already i'm a really big fan of plague plague soundscapes that's a great fucking album that's one of i believe that's I, my favorite album i think 100 uh, percent Justin Pearson in an interview said that um, that was the album when they got an, an epitaph. That's the album that they actually like had like you know a, had access to an actual recording studio. Like everything was able to get like recorded and mixed and mastered by an actual studio. Oh, like no everything shit. else before that was on was on like small indie labels that like you know it was just what what they can get away with. But like that album in particular was like actually had like the, the, the you know the correct means to really record everything, which why it's so good it's good one of the questions i always wanted to know especially with i kill techno was i kill techno started after beautiful lotus Mm -hmm. and how much did phil and his project like inspire you to go ahead with your project see and uh i love phil honestly i'm gonna start off with that um (laughs) but a major misconception that that always happens is that even in, in the fucking monitor dude so I got interviewed by the monitor, quick side note, like some years back, and they asked me what my influences were. And I told them it wasn't Beautiful Lotus, because it, it honestly wasn't. And they put it in there that it was anyways, and I'm like, what the fuck? But no, I, he, Phil wasn't a big influence on me starting, because I didn't find out about Phil till after I started doing music. Oh, and okay. Yeah, so I, I, I had heard about him, but I, I never knew what he did. Because everyone always say Beautiful Lotus, Beautiful Lotus, yeah, VFW, and I never knew what he did. So one night I ended up going into the venue when he was playing and I was like, oh shit, like this guy does really cool stuff too. And I think I like, uh, I was throwing a, a, sh- a house show for my, my birthday. It was the first house show I did for my, my birthdays. It was like my 17th birthday, I think. And, uh, or my 18th birthday, one of the two. And I, uh, messaged him like, kind of like, hey man, like, you know, I like your shit. So I have BFW, you want to play a show? Uh, I'm throwing it in my house for my birthday. Like, yeah, man, you just roll down to earth, uh, you know classic phil and uh that's how we ended up meeting in person but technically he wasn't really an influence on my stuff like i guess starting he was basically like, like a like a peer to what you were doing yeah exactly and then uh, when, as we moved on it, it, it was a big influence like kind of just playing we played a, lot, played a lot of shows together in the, in the beginning and uh and stuff like a lot of shows together so that was like you know there was some influence back and forth you know with with playing shows with him and stuff it was a lot of fun um, but initially, there, there really was. I, I didn't even know who he was when I, when I first started. It took me a while to, to actually find him. I have uh, one more question about I Kill Techno. Would you ever, or did you ever, consider making I Kill Techno a full piece? It's funny. At, at one point, um, and I, I had this, this was one really weird like memory that stuck with me for so long. When I first started, I think I put out my, my second or third album. I think my second album it was. And um, I was working on instrumentals for it, and uh, I was like, man, it'd be really cool to have, like, two vocalists on this. That'd be badass. And 
it, 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 it sounds kind of dumb, but like my friend at the time, my friend at the time was like, you know, it's called I Kill Techno, not We Kill Techno. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That, that's that make it's dumb, but it makes sense. So like from there, I had that mindset for years of like this solely like a one man project, and like I never really could see it as a full piece. Like you know, like getting like everything in there. Like I did start doing like a live drummer recently, which I do like because it makes it a lot more intense and a lot more fun live having just a live drummer. But outside of having a live drummer, I I don't think I'd ever like really like a guitarist and a bassist like it, it just seems a little too much i like it kind of stripped down minimal and that's about it kind of like that um that japanese two-piece with um what's their name andy do you remember their name starcept star something oh c, oh, c- starcept star they're uh from uh singapore oh, okay okay sorry like i i only saw them live don't don't fucking like don't hate Fl- yeah, don't flame you. Dude, they're so good Please. live, though, dude. They're they're so good live. They were sick live. Yeah, and that, that show was sick. Kind of transition to um, Andy's music piece, um, Rafflecopter. Yeah. Was the name of your project, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Rafflecopter. When, when did Rafflecopter start? Uh, well, Rafflecopter started probably around... 2010 I'd want to say because Rafflecopter was kind of like a thing (coughs) where I wanted to do my own type of shit Um, really actually it's really funny uh, seeing like the the evolution of Rafflecopter but uh, because I was in Awesome Jesus with Eric um, one thing that I always liked doing was playing covers, and I know that's like a huge thing that's like frowned upon or whatever, like, oh, don't do covers, like, that's just a cheap way of like, whatever, but like, people don't understand that like, we don't make any money from this, so like, we're only doing this for fun, like, so I'm not doing this like, cover thing, like, to, for monetary value or anything, like, we I'm lose more money than we make, honestly, yeah, like, like, dude like i literally only do this for fun right so uh but eric hated doing covers like he hated it i would always have to beg him like dude like let's do a cover he'd be like "Uh, like i don't want to do i'm like oh fuck so like if initially i started rafflecopter because i wanted to do something where i had free reign to like if i wanted to play a show and during my 30 minute set i could play like 15 minutes of like my own shit and 15 minutes of covers if I wanted, which I really enjoyed doing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it probably started in like around 2010, maybe 2011. I'm not too sure. Um, who inspired you to, to want to do, um, I guess you would call them chiptune covers? Yeah, chiptune covers. That would be like the best way to describe it. Well, that's that's what I'm doing now, right? But I was, I was making like chiptune because I, I tried doing like the whole the whole thing by myself uh, or like the not making covers thing I, I, I tried that um, which but, which honestly wasn't a bad fucking transition for you what yeah, was that it, one it, song called Love Stained Mattress or something yeah, yeah that one got like a lot of like praise from a lot of people um, but the thing is is that I don't like I I just never enjoyed listening to my own stuff, so I, I always had like a fucking bias to myself, and I it always gave me like a negative like connotation to my own music. So that I mean, was I another guess, reason why. 
I guess that's w- with anybody in their art. Yeah. So it's kind of like the thing is, is that with covers, it kind of get like since I'm making the cover, like, uh, like I still get to be creative with it. You know what I mean? Like I still get to be like I make it like I make the cover my own. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like I don't I don't it doesn't really hurt me too bad because I still get to be creative and I get to use the fact of like getting crowd involvement and like having just being way more loose and just being a like just being about having fun um but i think man like I, honestly some of the biggest inspirations for me are um man i kind of like massa band um they were like a really huge inspiration for me also a lot of like the local art pretty much any local artist that was a part of like that digi electronic electro scene since i like my music project was still kind of young at the time so like anybody else that came out before me like i would i have to pay them respect and like give them their dues because without them i i wouldn't be doing it um uh but yeah uh i like dan deacon dan deacon helped me out a lot um watching his live shows and just seeing how well he performed and like interacted with the crowd it's just something that like i love doing you have that charisma though too like uh, that Dan Deacon has where he can you know so he knows how to, how to work work a crowd really well and that, that that's always my biggest fault is I could never work, work a crowd as well as you could yeah that was something that like that's why I like Dan Deacon so much just because of how well he can I mean his music's dope right but like he's he works the crowd so well gets like the crowd involved and stuff and I always like doing that because sometimes like the thing about our music scene and I don't mean to go off into a tangent here but like the thing about the thing the music that we do and like the scene that we're involved in um you want to you have to get like there has to be a thing that you have to use to get outsiders drawn in because if they just go and like they're paying attention and they don't feel that they're like involved in some way they're gonna get bored um so there needs to be like some sort of something that draws the crowd in and i use myself as like clickbait basically like hey come fucking like sing along with me and like my songs or whatever and then like listen to eric scream into a mic for 30 minutes like (laughs) you know what i mean so um but yeah so i i like it's not terrible and i don't hate it so i really like those people are probably the most inspirational to me i think be like dan deacon and matha band and all the local artists definitely an underrated scene so if this ever fucking ends this quarantine shit and there's more electro shows make sure you go out there and catch them they're they're really fun shows yeah yeah they're a lot of fun Come yeah, we try our, our best we try our hardest yeah one thing i wanted to ask you andy with the rafflecopter shit why do you still perform in the fucking sailor jupiter fucking costume <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> so that's so that's really funny i i wouldn't yeah. i i don't mind i don't mind telling that story so that's kind of i mean it's it's not that long but it's a story so there was a point i'll kind of try to keep it like the too long didn't read version uh so there was a point where like the the, the electro digi chips tune whatever scene you want to call it electro scene uh down here kind of like fizzled away and uh there wasn't really anything popping uh, people were trying for like handouts and stuff, but it wasn't really like picking up. So what I did was is I transitioned into being a DJ, um, and uh, I would go DJ at cons uh, throughout Texas. Uh, shoutouts to 
critical hit for taking me to these places because uh, I worked at the gamer with them or whatever. But anyways, yeah, I, I, I did the whole DJ thing for a while. So there was a there was a local con um, called uh, I think it was like I think it was Omnicon, right? Um, yeah, it was, it was like Omnicon. Omnicon like 2016 or some shit. No, it was fucking 15 maybe. 14? I think it was 15 or 14. Yeah, I don't remember. But um, we uh, I I was set to DJ that day, and um, Javi's wife, uh, my friend Meg, shout out to uh, Meg. She shout out to Meg. She was like, "Hey, there's this like Sailor Jupiter outfit in the fucking uh, vending room for like twenty bucks or forty bucks. I don't remember how much it was originally." Um, and she was like, "If I buy it, will you wear it?" Uh, during your DJ set, and I was like, "Fuck yes! Like, go buy that shit right now! Like, get the get that shit the fuck over here! I want to put that shit on right now!" So like, she bought it, and I wore it during the DJ set, and um, I kind of like like I didn't get, like the response was great, especially from like the audience, right? Like they were so super into it, um, and you know, then I tried testing it out after like the the whole DJ era was over. I, I kept the the outfit right because I mean like, hey, Meg bought it for me. I'm not gonna just like toss it. It's like I'm gonna get my fucking Meg's money's worth, right? So there just ended up being a local show that like I got invited to, where I, I was gonna play, and I was like, you know what? Like I'm just gonna toss this shit on and just see what happens. And I did, and it turned out really well. So I just I kept using it. I, I do wash it, people. Okay, like it's, <laughs> it, get, it gets it gets washed, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've had it. I've had it ever since she bought it, and I, I still continue to wear it to this day. There's like it was, pieces. It was a game changer. There's like pieces missing from it now and shit. Like the bows are all fucked up. Like it's there's <laughs> it's been damaged. There's it's seen some days, but yeah, I'm still gonna use it to as, as long as I can. Transitioning back to the the conventions, how did it feel? working those conventions or like playing your music in front of i guess con kids uh that was actually really dope um i actually was able to get uh the last con that i played at was i think an omnicon here and that con i was actually able to get uh my friend maddie on there um whatever you guys know who maddie is right shout outs to, um, to maddie slash yeah, juicy mouse box juicy mouse box um i was able to get him on there um, and then a, a friend of mine uh, was the one that got me on the bill. She was, I, I can't remember her name exactly. Uh, she was related to uh, my friend Daniel, the one I used to work with at, uh, at Blockbuster, rest in peace. Um, and uh, she, she like knew that I was making music or whatever. So she was the one that was able to like get me on and I was able to get like Maddie. And I think, <laughs> I think we even like possibly asked Eric to do it too, right? Like, I think we, we had that conversation, and I, I was like, I don't remember who I had this conversation with, but I asked who I should, like, take with me, because I was able to, like, bring one more person, and I think me and Eric talked about it, and Eric was like, nah, man, like, I think you should ask Maddie. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that, the conversation, because it's like, uh, for, if it's for a con for con kids, like, trust, like, believe me, I would have loved to go just to fuck that shit up. Cause like that's I I love playing those shows where it's like, it's not my environment. It's it's even better because I get to fuck everything up. But I'm like, you know what? Like Maddie would definitely fit this better than I would because he would actually fit into the show, 
and like bring something to it rather than me just go and just fucking complete destruction like you know so I was like you should go with Maddie he's the more obvious choice yeah and he killed that shit by the way he fucking yeah, he killed did. that shit okay going back to um your your guys's project its name was awesome jesus right yeah. yeah is that is that still around are you guys ever gonna like perform again under that that monitor we, we keep coming back to it like wanting to revive it but it, it's just with with how much like you know because we, we we had also i wrote this for you recently which which uh sadly dismembered but like it's hard to keep track of like like bands when we're working so much we have different schedules it's so hard to like like get stuff together and and like we, we we've been wanting to like rekindle that for so long so it was such a fun project to do but it's yeah. it, it's hard sometimes you know adult, so, adult stuff so i would say this like if you know who awesome jesus is i wouldn't say that there wouldn't be a chance that we would play a show um as far as like maybe coming up with like new material or anything like that i'm i'm i mean that's really up in the air like yeah new material's up in the, if we ask you to play a show we're there like yeah prepared or not we, we're there we we have definitely yeah we have definitely talked about doing a reunion show uh like an official like awesome jesus reunion show where like we play like a full set with like all of our old tracks um but i don't know it just never came to like fruition i guess um but i mean we're, we're not against the idea the thing is it's just like recording and like keeping the name alive it's just like that to me that group like that like awesome jesus reminds me of a time period and like i want to kind of keep it there like i don't know if that makes sense like yeah it, it was like just it, it was so sporadic and it, it just it came and went it came it came as fast as, as it or it left as fast, as fast as it came in and it was just like a trail of just like amazing shows so it was like kind of like a little like, like time capsule almost kind of that like you just want to keep preserved like it was just such a a weird spur of the moment and like like you, you know, had to be of, there yeah you had to be there like, in other words like you had like, to be there type thing like a ta time in history pretty much yeah like you had to be there if you weren't there like i mean like i said i would be down for doing like reunion shows or whatever but like as far as like continuing the project like you had to be there like you had to be there to see it in its prime yeah, 2009. Now, th yeah. this question is going to be kind of like, it's about Awesome Jesus, but a little bit more towards Eric. Um, why do you decide to to join a two-piece? After, you know, so, you already had your, your one-man band going, your project going. So the, the reason for that, like I was saying before, it was such a, like, everything about the project was so sporadic, including, like, the beginnings of it. Um, I honestly how it started so stupid uh so i was at school i, I remember exactly <laughs> i was i was in, in my, my math class right i'm i'm fucking around i'm drawing stuff and for some reason um dogma came, came to mind with the, the buddy christ i don't know it just popped in my mind for some reason and i started laughing to myself and like i was like awesome jesus like the, my, the name came and I, I thought it was funny and i was like i need to use this, this name for a band and i was like you know it'd be actually fun to get andy on a band with me so I messaged him like, "Hey man, we're starting a band. This is our name." He's like, "Cool," and that that was like literally just how it started. It was just a very sporadic spur of the moment, like kind of thing. And then we just immediately took off, and then immediately ended. Like it was. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, a, a it didn't. It thing. didn't. 
it didn't really immediately end. I mean, we were around for a good while, man. Well, like, like not like immediate. Like there wasn't any kind of like this is our last show, guys. Thanks for coming out. It was just like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We just, we just like yeah, it, we were just done. Yeah. One one day we we just played our final show. And we didn't even know it was our final show. Yeah, it we was, didn't even just, know. <laughs> it just it. That's why I'm so so sporadic. Like from beginning to end, it was just such a, a weird thing. Like yeah, going to live shows. How was it that you guys were able to just play two sets like that? Like, was it hard wow, to play two good, sets? That's a good or... question. That's a good question. Because um, most of the shows that you guys played, Awesome Jesus, you also played your 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 own projects at at the same time. You you, you both your projects yeah. were on the bill, so like was if, was yeah. that uh, difficult? If I'm be completely honest, I don't know how the fuck I pulled that off, honestly. Because <laughs> there is honestly there there was one night where I played in three sets. I played I Kill Techno, Awesome Jesus, and a side a side synth pop project right? I had called. No, it was uh, Eichel Techno, Awesome Juice, and uh, Space Cakes, which is a, oh, that's uh, right. a, a synth pop project I had. So I played all those on the same night, on the same show, on the same fucking bill. That was the to fucking... To this day, I don't know how I pulled that, that off. That was the fucking show with the chocolate fountain. No, no, no. That was a different show. This was at This Cassie's. was a show oh, at... Oh, yeah. it was at Cassie's. Yeah. I don't know how in the hell I pulled that off, but I did. Like, if I try that now, I'll die by the first set. Like it's it's over. I'm too old. But like back then, I was like what, like 19, still super full of energy and just ready. That's what you know, I was about to. That's what to I was about go. to say. That's what I was about to say. It was so long ago that like, because I I would want to say that like, if I think about it, Awesome Jesus's like last show had to have been like around 2000. What 11, like 12? Maybe 11, 11, or 12. 11 or 12. Maybe 13. Like. 13 of the latest like that yeah. would have been like awesome jesus's last show so like around that time like i don't know how how many years like that's that's like seven years ago so like i would have been 24 yeah 25 maybe no 24 i don't know i would have been young <laughs> let's put yeah. it that way i would have been closer to 21 <laughs> than i am now <laughs> Um, so, like, back then, it was really easy. Like, dude, I would just, like, do my set. We always saved Awesome Jesus for last. So we would do my set, Eric's set, Awesome Jesus set. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It was just so easy. Like, also, I mean, like, we were either, like, drunk on drugs, jacked up on, like, energy drinks, or, like, all three. So, yeah. like... And they they just like push too, so it'd we just be like push, you know push through that shit. Yeah, it'd be like me, a band, Andy, a band, and then also you, you, it was spaced out. It was never like back to yeah, that too. Also helpful, but also yeah, a, that that you know, substance abuse definitely played <laughs> played a role in There's getting a, through that shit. There, I, that that's not to say though that there hasn't been a couple shows where like we're doing like the Awesome Jesus set, and by like the last two songs of the Awesome Jesus set, we're both like dying. Like we're both yeah. like on the floor like oh fuck it dude like we still yeah, have we, two we, more we songs go, we would go ham that's why like, we went hard so sometimes it was like it was it was, it took a toll yeah it was kind of crazy now going going into your music careers the, the, you guys played a fuck ton of venues yeah yeah and i kind of want to like pinpoint some of the, the important ones 
too. I guess at first, the first time I ever saw Eric was at a house show, and it was at his house. Yeah. So I guess your house played an important role in your careers or your musical careers. Well, wouldn't the first time you say would be uh, at Moods that you saw Eric? I mean, yeah. I mean, aside from Moods, but like when, like outside of that. Oh, like outside like, of no, that. Knowing, knowing who I was, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. By the yeah, okay, okay. At that at that time, like moods eric eric and i weren't friends like we weren't we didn't become yeah, friends until after yeah 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 you're right so yeah. it wasn't until oh nine when i start when i saw eric perform uh, outside of moods and it was at his house yeah. so i i yeah think, my i think it's very I, I, important that we, we we talk about how eric's house shows kind of like set off kind of like the venues for the the digi scene in a way yeah. Big time. Yeah, because when when uh again when I was coming in into into the scene like around oh seven, that's honestly when like everything started dying out. We talked about on the first episode too, how like a lot of a lot of the the you know uh bands that really came in first were already out the door by the time I came in, for the exception of like a beautiful Lotus and Juicy Mouse box. Um, so when I was when I came in, there was no shows for that shit like. Phil would get some, of course, here and there, but like that—that that was like the most we'd see. So but it was kind of like even, you know, even around that time, the VFW started like having newer faces. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of like dying at the same time as well. Yeah, it it, it was it was really uh, uh it, it was entirely a DIY effort of like you know, there's no shows, the venues won't take you. What are you gonna do? You know, so it, again, going back to the Eve moment, you back against the wall, you do what you, you do, what you gotta do, throw your own shows, fuck it, why not? And this goes out to to anyone, you know, doing music or doing whatever. Like, if there, if you ever back against the wall situation, that oh, there's no, there's no shows here, there's no, no video game scene here, people aren't playing this game. What do you do? Start it yourself. If there's a scene you want to see, if there's shows you want to see, do it yourself. You have the, if you have the means and the options, then fucking go for it. Uh, that's what I started doing, and again, venues started picking up and stuff, and everyone started getting shows again. But at that point in time, I was like, I want to play. I want to see these guys play. I want to see me and my friends play. So I just like fuck it. I'm I'll throw my own shows then, and it worked. You know, it it really worked out for the best. Yeah, yeah. Eric's Eric's house shows, like no matter where Eric moved to, either like it didn't matter. Yeah, like, there was. I think we, we ended up doing like, at least three or four houses that we, we moved from, and they and they all hosted at least one show. Well, yeah. well actually, the the first one actually hosted a fest. Uh, I used to host Electronic Winterfest. Yeah. Um, oh we yeah. We hosted for about, for about three years. The very first one was was at my house, and that shit got crazy packed. And that had like a beautiful Lotus, myself, Juicy Mouse Box, um, Nation Autopsy. I think played that also. Uh, Girl Scout. Salad, I think what. I think Sour Punch with that also. A bunch Do you of, still like, have that poster that says "No Moshing Allowed"? No, no, no hardcore dancing. Oh, no hardcore dancing. Yeah, I still have that that, yeah, 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 I no still have that, that, that that poster. Yeah, there's a poster on against the garage. It's in no hardcore dancing, uh, and it was like it was it was it was a great time. But yeah, I just loved doing like just shows or wherever I could and, and at a bunch of houses. So it, it really and a lot of a lot of like some crazy shit happened. You know, we uh, computer got fucking destroyed by Jay. <laughs> at one of the shows and just like 
just crazy, crazy stuff, man. But we it's, had it's a show cool. in your garage. We it's had a show like, in my garage also. Yeah, like uh, we shut the doors to the garage, and you, everyone was like dying. They couldn't breathe, but it, it was still popped the fuck off yeah, somehow. That shit went crazy. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Make, make, you know, you make a lot of friends that way, and a lot of good, cool connections, and meet a lot of cool bands. Meet some really shitty bands too. <laughs> it was, it yeah. was fun. But yeah. Yeah, Eric's house was definitely the spot for a, a good while. A good while. I know Cassie's Cassie's spot was also important as well. <sighs> Legendary. Cassie's spot was the thing with Cassie's spot. Again, that that was so sporadic too with Cassie's spot, because uh, she like we didn't know who the hell she was. Honestly, me and Phil didn't know who the hell she was. I didn't know who she was either. Yeah, nobody knew she was. Like she, I, we didn't I, she know was, who the fuck this girl was. She she was throwing a birthday show in her backyard, and she's like, "Hey," and I mean, we didn't pass up shows back then. I, mean, I still don't, honestly, sometimes, especially if that's a, if it's a house show. She's like, "Hey, I'm doing a show for my birthday. I really want y'all to play." And she told me, Phil, Andy were like, "Yeah, fuck it, we're there." It was some Did little... Maddie go too? Maddie, Maddie was, was there too. too. Yeah. yeah, Maddie, yeah, Maddie played, played the Cassie's. And it, it was just like this this house in Edinburgh with a pretty pretty good sized backyard, and that hosted honestly. Within the electro scene, you know, from our within our our little clique, probably some of the craziest fucking <laughs> fucking stories came out of the, out of those house shows. The, like, yeah, just the, the first the, the chaos. The first house show that we had at Cassie's was definitely like legendary. Like it, it was so it's so legendary from like the moment we got there. We still have the picture from that night. Of, uh, yeah. of all of us. Yo, which, we burned. Was that first show when that fucking that weird ass punk band played with a shitty cover of the Ramones? That was that was the last show at Cassie's. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was an older show. That's that's a show where that so that that punk band played. Maddie. <laughs> yeah, so that, that the punk band played and they're being really dick to everybody, including myself during my set. So I started like, of course, me firing back at them and shit, just being an asshole. And then, like, they played really shitty covers and really bad music. Like, oh, we're drunk. That was their excuse. And then uh, Phil played right, right after them, and they cut off his... They're like, we're taking our, our PA. We're leaving. Like, mid-set. So Maddie leaves, comes back running with a fucking gigantic stick of, like, like a fucking... Um, what do you call it? Those, uh... A smoke bomb. A giant smoke bomb stick and just fucking chunks it. Radham and fucking runs and the whole backyard goes up in smoke in like seconds smoke everywhere we fucking book it and we take off dude that is my favorite maddie moment of all time <laughs> it was so fucking good dude like he just fucking chunked that thing and ran and we all like oh fuck we just followed him that just... house has yo so i was wondering memories. where that fucking smoke came from because i was on the other side of the fucking fence talking to phil yeah <laughs> and the smoke just happened yeah smoke it was, just it happened was, it was right when they when they were like packing up all their all their gear for the PA and shit. Maddie just came back. I saw him walk. I was walking his opposite direction, and I saw him run, throw it, and then run back. And then I see the smoke. I'm like, holy shit! So I booked it with him. I remember when um, what's his name uh, mooned Cassie's grandma. Oh, <laughs> oh David. David. <laughs> oh, David mooned Cassie's grandma. Oh man, dude. I'm sorry, th those shows, man. You had to be there for the for those for those experiences. Yeah, but um, going, yeah, going back to the first show with with uh, the the uh, arguably one of the most well, no, maybe the most like chaotic uh, awesome Jesus moment with the with the MIDI controller on on fire. 
We set the MIDI controller on fire. Um, we, we broke it and set it on fire mid-set. Yeah, that was cool. Um, that was, was that the same night that you jumped off a tree? and Or was it Maddie, Maddie who jumped off, off the tree? Maddie jumped off the tree. I, I broke your thumb that night. And yeah, but how I did you break you my cigarette. how did you break my thumb? He grabbed your hand and you and he kind of like dragged you. It was oh, during okay. my set. I, I was rolling on on the floor as usual, and I like saw you in my ear, kind of in my way, not really way, but in my vision. So I just grabbed you and I, I yanked you down, and oh, I fucking, yeah. like dislocated your thumb accidentally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good night. Good That's night. A fun ass night. It's a good show. A I burned great, myself with a cigarette shows. that night. Cassie's house is definitely like those shows were legendary. Like you, you had to have been there for that. Like because they were just so like chaotic. Like it was just cr crazy. There is no. There's. It was like really like like the, the the dirty of like house shows. There's there's no rules. You know, it's not a venue. There's no like, hey, you can't do this, can't do that. You can't like, you know, gotta be done by this time. No, it was just like. Go 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 fucking nuts! You know it was like fucking like Lord of the Flies kind of shit at house shows. Yeah. Like go 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 nuts! And it's like, are you sh like okay? You fucking said it, you know. And they picked the fucking the the nut the nuts to fucking do it. The fucking kids loved it though. They loved that shit. They oh, were they fucking ate going that crazy. shit up, dude. Yeah, they were going crazy. I yeah, they ate cool. that shit up. I guess skipping forward, <clears throat> I guess until like maybe what what when did you start um, throwing shows at Drin's house? Um, so, with Jorin's house, um, fuck, maybe it was about, so it started, I want to say about maybe like four years ago, I want to say, um, with Unisex Fest, and that was actually at Marco's house, and then Marco moved, so they had a farewell show for Marco at his, at his house, the farewell, yeah, which he, migrated over to, to Jorin's ranch. He moved to And that's Austin, where the show started right? doing it. Yeah. I do want to give a shout out to that, that going away show. Uh, that at was, Marco's house. That was fun. Because that show was like the reason we became tight with a lot of the uh, the Edinburgh guys, the the fucking yeah, that, deep the deep woods <laughs> Edinburgh homies. <laughs> yeah, the, the, that little that little like like clique of friends we we still talk to and stuff like with Adrian and Marco and, and Ashley, who's uh, our unofficial photographer for for uh, SVR and like kind of documentarian, I guess you want to say, because she has a lot of. She prints like documents like most of our shows and stuff, which which really came in handy. She's she's really 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 great about that. But yeah, that that's where we, we met everybody. Like that's where I I met Drin. Well, I played the first Unisex Fest, but I didn't know who Drin and Marco were. Um, so I didn't really meet them because they're both very drunk <laughs> at that show. So <laughs> which I didn't. Is I just, every show. Yeah, I let's showed be up, honest. played, left. So, but that that farewell show, I, I met Drin formally. I met Marco. I met Ashley. I met a lot of their friends, which ended up being the whole like little uh little crew that really was they're really really cool people and super in, into what we're doing so that was a really fun show to play yeah that show was crazy that show was crazy but i i would have to say like that whole because I, I i attuned like drin's the drin era like it's the drin and marco era too right because like marco did yeah. host a lot of shows but they were all like in the same like vicinity area like they were all out there by fucking like Monte Cristo, like past fucking loves. like past loves, like fucking all the way in the middle of fucking nowhere, like just craziest fucking spots. But I would have to say, like, I honestly like the show that we played at inside um, 
Marco's like house when his when his parents weren't there or whatever. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was the one that was like super packed. That it was, was like the... super packed. It was the the the, the go that... vote show. Oh, that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in that was in San Juan. Um, and that show was fucking crazy. No, 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 not the one in San Juan. The the one at um. Remember, uh, the area that we played at where Maddie played and he like shut down the fucking. <laughs> The oh, fucking... he blew the fucking like like he blew the yeah 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 the, the generators whatever the hell it was. Remember we pl- remember we played uh in the fucking blue house, but like we oh, okay. didn't play the... yeah yeah yeah. That's when it was me, you, uh, Irama, Pillow Snake, and somebody else I think. You, me, yeah, Pillow Snake, uh, oh, some two bands played. Else. Yeah, some other band. Did Maddie play? Yeah, no, yes, no. No? Yes. I don't remember. Yeah, that, Dude, that show, though, was fucking awesome because it was packed, packed. And, like, it was fucking packed. There was a shitload of people there, during, especially during my set. My set that was, went off. That was one of my favorite sets of yours next to the, the, the Pony House Farewell show. Those two are my favorite shows of all time you ever played. Those went fucking off. Yeah, I would have to say that my favorite show to play was... The one at Marco's house. Because it was packed. Like, I was in a room with, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 30, 40 people. It was, it was at least 50. It was at least 50, 60. And people were screaming. Like, yeah, it was crazy. Like, it, it, was, it was nuts. And it was, like, in this small, like, trailer home type shit. It was fucking... It was crazy. It was, like, we were in both living room and kitchen at the same time. It was mm-hmm. so small. Yeah, that show was fucking nuts. I guess after... After, I guess, the Unifex... Unisex show and and Drin's Ranch. You guys started playing at the Fuck House, right? It was the the FKC house. It was uh, the Fat Kitty Club. Oh, there it you was go. By, That's what it run was by a, yeah, by Jenna and and, uh, and Aisha. And Aisha. Aisha. Um, shout out to the girls. Yeah, I think Nelly too. I'm not sure, but either way, shout out to Nelly also for she's, she's cool. But uh, shout out to the uh, to them. Those shows were were a lot of fun. Those were were crazy too. So um, that we got kind of lucky though, because those shows kind of it, they didn't happen after Drin. They happened alongside. Oh, okay, Drin. okay, okay. Yeah, it was it was along the way because when 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 uh when the FKC house kind of like closed down, um, Drin kind of picked up the slack at his at his ranch, and that's when um Unisex Fest two came on, and then Semi Fest, and just the in between shows kind of kind of came into play. Was ap- yeah. after the FKC F- uh, the FKC house kind of shut down, but uh, we still gave that that fucking house a hell of a ride. Yeah, but the FKC house also was also detrimental to other scenes as well. I know they threw some hardcore shows there and some punk shows there too. Yeah, so it became some rap shows some... too. I know Gecko Boys played there yeah, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had some out of towners come in through and play in there. It's pretty. It was pretty dope. Gecko, Gecko Brothers, not Gecko Boys. My bad. Gecko Brothers, yeah. shout out Gecko Brothers. They're shout locals. Shout out Gecko Brothers. But yeah, shout out to the Fat Kitty Club, man. Those guys are, those guys are the homies, and they definitely hooked us up. Um, honestly, that was like one of my, honestly one of my favorite shows to play was the one night that we got raided, or like the, that the cops showed up. Oh, they, they wouldn't let them in. Yeah, the, the cops couldn't raid the place because they didn't have a warrant, so they wouldn't let them pass the fence. And what, what's better about what's great about the story is that the cops showed up right when the other ingredients were playing. So, which is like, Drin's band. 
yeah, it's Drain, Drain and Marco's band, for those who don't know. So it's Drain on vocals, Marco on guitar, and Amori from Irama on, on drums. But just real quick, the, I love the other ingredients because it's they're, and I say this with like, as a term of endearment, they're the worst punk band. Right, I see that like as 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 a, as a it's great so as because look, so they they're very they're fast, they're noisy, they're obnoxious, they're, they're in your and they're, face, and they're in your face, and they're piss drunk. Yep. But like <laughs> yeah. that's was great. Uh, that's what's so great on that that they they had like this ferocity and it's just it was so fun and, and like everyone's fucking going crazy and shit. So the cops show up and they're playing, and then like I think Jenna came, someone came in, Jenna or Aisha like, hey, the cops are outside, whatever, like turned down a little bit because you know we're talking about to fuck off pretty much and then Jorin hears this thing he's like hey yo fuck the police goes in the next song like real quick it's like oh my god dude like they were just they were that band they were that punk band and and they're like so like it was such short i miss them they're so short-lived and so like chaotic and 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 stuff like they were a great band but that that night was was intense yeah but i i, I remember seeing them the first time at that at one of um at Marco's house, and yeah, I remember. The farewell show. I remember just seeing like Drin, just like obscenely drunk, and like in a, in every, a crop top with, with sweatpants, no shoes, and and the crop top had cutouts for his nipples. Yeah, they so had his part nipples, cutouts for the nipples. Yeah, so he had nipples, and this dude was just rat like he didn't make any sense dude like it it was just like drunk scream rambling but it was like it was like punk in it's like purest form to me like it was it, just so like and they, they had one song with a fucking kazoo where it's just like <laughs> yeah like slamming guitar drums and like drain running around blowing a kazoo in people's face it was all oh, like so great dude yeah the kazoo is my favorite part of that fucking band that they, they, they had a fucking kazoo just to add to the insanity of their fucking band they had a kazoo yeah but they they actually they were the ones playing during the time when the uh when the, the fuck house got the cops showed up and they kind of shut us down. I don't remember if they shut us down or not, but like I remember they were we... the last band, so we, we they just they finished our set and, and we we ended the show. That's right. I guess going forward, <clears throat> I know Eric, you started um, SBR, which stands for Strange Valley Records. Um, mm-hmm. How do you think the Digi Electro scene is where it stands? Like. Do you think it's gonna right now? Yeah, go for it. Like as, as of now, I wasn't like. If you asked me maybe like a year or two ago, I would have been like dwindling, easily, because uh, like, it's it's still so hard to like, get shows with promoters, because, like, not to talk shit, but also talk shit. A lot of promoters down here don't like taking chances on bands. So they stick with they stick with the safe choices like the people they know and then the clicks that like people that have been in bands for years that start new bands like okay we know these guys safe option go for it people like me they don't trust it you know and we don't really get booked but where we stand now I would definitely have a, a different answer only because um and it's mo- I will give it to the rise of Pillow Snake honestly uh. Pillow Snake, like he. I want to give a really big shout out to Pillow Snake. He's fucking absolutely destroying the scene right now. Like we, when we first met him, he was doing it under what was it, under Pillow, right? Just Pillow. Yeah, 
and it was just like these like really like avant-garde like little like beats and stuff kind of like noisy instrumentals and then he started like you know he out of nowhere he evolved into pillow snake he started rapping over these really obscure weird noisy beats which really and like the first show he played like everyone was like what the fuck is this? everybody like, hated him nobody yeah, liked hated him. him the first show everyone hated him within months he you know people like people were like holy like this badass he, he started rising now he's fucking huge like, he's a big a big thing around here like everyone knows him they're always booking him for shows and he always yeah he's getting a I like lot about of him, shows what i like about him is that one he's representing our scene he's getting big and he always always gives me a shout out an svr shout out like and he's always saying how much i impl- like influenced him and stuff and like i'm not really one like to like you know i, I don't ever think i ever had an impact or influence anyone for me it's just it's been the highlights pretty much it's 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 you know going out there doing dumb shit and like having fun with it that's, that's how it is for me but he's always saying how much i, I influenced him and always always thanking me and always giving me shout outs here and there and i appreciate the fuck out of that because it's really like a really like nice thing to do and stuff and but but in in um also with that i mean maddie put out a new album which is amazing fuzzy face check it out uh juicy mouse box put out an album called fuzzy face it's a really good fucking amazing album amazing fucking album i had we had he was stagnant for years and like he put that out and then phil out of nowhere is like guess who's back a beautiful lotus it's like what the fuck you know so like it really feels like it's it's going back to the beginning when there's not when there's nothing and then out, out of nowhere everyone's brought it back up you know i started my project and then juicy mouse box and beautiful lotus and, and then also jesus and then like, it it feels like now it you know with with the rights kind of a pill snake and, and shit like everyone's you know and with svr everyone's kind of coming back which is really great to see, you know, and it's great to see the homies back again, you know, writing new music and playing shows again. It's it's really great to see. So I, I do want to give a really big shout out to uh, uh, Adam and Danny uh, from VTHC. VTHC. Um, only because uh, when we started our, um, our fucking actual musical project, when we started an actual band um you know they were the ones that gave us like a shot and they gave us a shot a lot um so i I really want to give us give those guys a huge big shout out because they put us on a lot of like bills we were on fests um and those guys took risks like i'll I'll give to, to adam daddy they're they're really cool people um and they always like they never discriminated you know they they run vthc they they love doing mixed shows, and they were. They always put it out. Out, for out the of the homies. scene, I love those two guys the most. They always put out for the homies. Yeah. Exactly. I, I I wanted to give them a quick shout out because they did yeah. definitely give I wrote this for you a chance on a couple of their bills, even though it didn't like last very long. But you know, they gave us a shot, and I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm so, so. grateful for that. That, that, for that a lot. Those guys are cool. Yeah. And where do you guys see the future of it? The the digi scene or. I guess experimental um, music projects is more like a better fucking label for what you guys feel, are doing. I feel like it's honestly, I feel like the timing is perfect. Like I feel like music at a, is at a point where like people are starting to enjoy like e- whether or not they're enjoying it for like the, um, just to like uh, oh just to say that they like like this type of music or just to like fit in or whatever but like people are starting to like like weird shit 
Like that's that's becoming like a thing, right? Yeah, the weirder shit you listen to, the fucking cooler, the more hip you are. So it's like that and that's becoming like way more prevalent. Because that was always a thing with like hipsters, right? Like, oh I listen to like the most underground bullshit, like you guys don't understand. But like now it's 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 kind of like leached its way into like the fucking mainstream to where like where everybody's you, trying that shit like yeah you could kind of credit like poppy and fucking billy eilish into yeah. i guess yeah like all, the, all that shit. like yeah like the weird shit is all becoming like popular like it's more it's more it, accessible and, and more like uh more digestible now look, you know it, it, for, the big the best example i can use is is this if you listen to a group called a hundred gex Mm-hmm. And they're awesome. They're they're amazing. I lo- I love this group. Their newest album is fucking dope. But they're weird as shit. They're like super fucking weird. Like crazy auto tune. Like overly bass boosted. Like instrumentals. Like like nightcore anime high pitched like weeb vocals. Like it, it it's it's insane. Like it's just crazy. It but shouldn't I, work, I, but it works. But I I listened I listened to the album the first time. And I messaged Eric, and I told him I was like, "Dude, if Awesome Jesus started at this point in time, this is the music we would be making." Like, it, it, I was like, "Dude, th- this would be us if we made yeah. music right now." Like, right now is like is the perfect time. People are starting to get into like the weirder shit. So like, seeing like people aren't turning a uh, like a are getting like a sour taste in the mouth from like the Diddy stuff like there's way more interest in it now and I mean so and it, it bleeds even into hip-hop like look at like of course with um with 100 gex they have kind of their hip-hop influence but even like death grips uh jpeg mafia you know the pillow snake obviously like it, it, it's starting to bleed its way even into hip-hop which is also really cool because that, that's a good like and it's it's a good change and also makes like our stuff a little more a little more digestible like i always it always pissed me off that we do pretty much the exact same thing live that a hip-hop artist does but they get much yeah. more praise and recognition because they play it kind of I, I guess they kind of play it safe you know it's it's the best way to say well, the it the thing is it's more catchier like, it's it's less weird yeah it's more accessible it, it's not weird we do the same thing yeah. we, we just make it weird and, and you know we get way less recognition for it so it's it's kind of nice to see like our kind of weird being rep- represented, you know, to a bigger audience, to where yeah. we're a little more accept- accept- acceptable now. Yeah, and, and and as far honestly, like as far as locally, um, I mean, I think there's been this like sudden rise of like house shows uh, or house venues, quote unquote, I guess. Yeah. Um like uh the sauce house and um i know there's like another one right like there's there's a couple of them i, I just know the um, sauce house. there's what is it called? uh the cosmo house also in edinburgh oh the cosmo house um so there's places uh that are around that are houses that will throw these sh- throw shows so like honestly like a lot of us just need to like get together and like get in contact with somebody and throw a show um it's not shouldn't be too big of a problem but so like it's it's actually now it's a lot easier for us to like you know just throw a show of our own yeah back to the old diy aspect of things yeah because it, it's it's weird like 
we could throw Eric has put together shows f and we've played at, at Yerb uh, when we had like uh, our shows or whatever the hell like I don't I don't yeah, know the, the SVR the SVR showcases yeah the showcases and uh, those were like that's like a venue that's to me the the Yerb it, Yerb is what like I don't want to compare it to the VFW right because nothing's gonna ever be able to like be on that same level but as far as like that's where you go to like go watch shows you know what i mean that's that's the pop the most popular venue pretty yeah, that's, much that's what we got yes yeah so it's like back then i could never see any of us throwing on a show at the vf versus like now we're all able to throw a show at yerb and like people actually show up like yeah it's crazy the difference is is, is insane but I mean, it, it, I haven't seen, like, a, a decrease, I guess. I mean, right now, like, there's, like, the quarantine thing going on. Like, there's a whole bunch of other mess of shit that's, like, keeping us from, like, throwing shows and stuff. But, um, like, I like I haven't seen, like, a decrease in, like, interest in, like, those type of shows. So, I'm pretty sure once with this is over and if we all throw, like, a giant, like, a giant show together, I'm pretty sure we'd get, like, a, a pretty big crowd, so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like looking into that, Yerb is a staple for, I guess, lo the local music scene. It's kind of important now, <clears throat> more than it was like a couple years ago. Yeah. But of course, with all this quarantine shit happening, and no one knows when the fuck it's going to end. And I don't know, I think if you guys feel like it's time to move forward again and and start throwing shows i say you guys should you, you should at least try something you know what i mean yeah fucking bring yeah, back definitely yeah. bring back winterfest i've always wanted to, to bring back winterfest i think the last one we did was was, uh, was winterfest 3 and i've always wanted to to kind of bring it back just to kind of like cuz I, I i'm i'm very much 3xr strange valley records was just to showcase my friends you know I, i'm very much about like my first showcase my friends because they all have talent like they really do and a lot of us don't get um recognized exposure. because yeah or exposure because yeah. we're not we're not you know we're not this band or this band you know and it's like it, it wasn't even so much for myself it's like you know like hey like you got to hear these guys because they're fucking great like yeah i'll, I'll put myself on the, on the bill you know just to to play have some fun but like it's mostly like check out my homies like they're really fucking good like you need to hear this you know like you're, you're missing out yeah, I think that transition transition transit transitions us into the fucking hot take. I believe no. that mostly a lot of people don't want to come out of their bubble because they're they're music elitists. Like either yeah. they stick to what they like and only that, and they're they're too afraid to venture from their fucking bubble. But that's one thing I can't fucking stand is somebody who fucking demean somebody else for enjoying a type of music or a type of movie or just just elitists in general are fucking trash and, and then, then yeah. they, they they gatekeep their own genres it's like it's so it's it's really like counterproductive it's so dumb i don't, I don't understand it <clears throat> so yeah i i think people need to like move away from their bubble because andy shared what was it a video yesterday with us and it was about a guy and he was a fucking metalhead and he was fucking complaining about not having a girlfriend and 
he goes to a metal show to meet a girl and fucking as the typical fucking just fucking spaghettis all over the fucking place like <laughs> and it's just like it's, it's, it's like a, a big satire on like how those metal or like even just elitists in general are how they just kind of like gatekeep and like if you're like oh I like this band you're like really like well name top five to the yeah. name your top five favorite songs oh like you can't do yeah, it yeah like, like poser, name poser. name six albums name you know what was you know the fucking th- their first merch guy's mom's name like it's stupid like it's pointless babble that no one fucking needs to know if you like a fucking band you like a fucking band yeah if you like a song you like a song it shouldn't be about like whether or not you're how like it shouldn't be a fucking like dick measuring contest about how big of a fan you are like it it doesn't matter But yeah. it, the way I see it, it's it, if you like a band enough to like get into their history and like find out more, that's great. You know, I, I do that myself too with the bands I, I really, really enjoy. But I mean, it doesn't mean everyone else likes to also. Some people just like to enjoy the bands or just, they just like the music. You don't feel like one song, you know, off the band. You know, hey, someone's getting into the band that you like. They're getting more exposure. You know, you should be happy about that. You know, like, hey, yeah. like my band is, you know, a band that I like, that, that I, I, I love and, and stuff. Like, they're getting more exposure. They're getting more fans. That should be like you should feel good about that. They're getting more money. They're they're having money for for tours, more merch, you know, more more music. It's all a positive. I don't see why elitacy is a negative to like, oh man, people are finding out out about my band. That's fucking bullshit. They're sellouts. You know, it's like no, dude. Like you should be happy for them. You know, that's every band wants to wants to make it. You know. I mean, what the fuck is the point of being on a record label if you're not going to sell any fucking records? Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. I just think people need to stop being fucking up their own ass and enjoy shit. Because, yeah, I listen to metal, but I listen to other fucking music fucking genres, too. So, yeah, t- Take a yeah. chance. Get weird with it. You know, there, there's there's plenty, plenty of good stuff out there that you don't even know that you like. And you will you'll never know if you, if you don't venture out and, like, try something new. Fuck say, listen yeah. to Motown on vinyl. It's fucking great. Yeah, just... Just listen to chance. fucking listen to noise like some of it's actually pretty cool but yeah going going with... <laughs> but yeah <laughs> uh, a, little, a little far on that one uh, uh, we're not gonna shout outs to sun <laughs> shout outs to sun yeah uh, yeah um Do you guys want to get into questions i don't know uh i'm down yeah i'm down cool cool Zara, viewer uh, submitted questions. Thanks again, yeah, everyone, so for the questions. Thanks for the questions, guys. Um, we didn't get around to picking everybody's questions. There was actually a lot. Um, there was a lot, and a lot of you put like three or four questions. Yeah, we didn't so, get any questions at first, and we're just like overwhelmed with like a, a sea of questions. So we had kind of yeah. like pick through what would work. So yeah, so we, Sorry. we picked a couple of them. If if we didn't get around to your question. Uh, we are, we're gonna save a couple of them and do them on the next episode. So uh, just be on the lookout for that. But um, yeah, these are the ones that we I guess we liked the most because uh, we did look at all of them and did read all of them and even answered a couple of them between each other to see if like we liked the question. So, uh, but these are probably our favorite ones. Um, yeah, I don't know who who wants to who wants to go first. <laughs> I guess I, I will. The, okay. the first question is from Ricky. Shout out to Samurai and Skeletons pod- Podcast. If you had to eat one dish or thing for breakfast for the rest of your life, what would it be? 
for breakfast? Mm. Um, I really want to say cereal. Like, I really want to say cereal. But I also really like French toast. So, like, and eggs. Like, oh, dude. Mm -hmm. I would be, for okay. me, it's, it's between ham and egg and pancakes. One thing, <laughs> one dish. Alright. I honestly... Here, here, I'll lay it down. Uh, I'll answer, like, thoroughly. Fucking fried eggs with bacon and toast. That's my shit. Mm. That's the classic. That's pretty good. I, I would have to go with biscuits and gravy with sausage. That's a solid choice. That's a good yeah. choice. If I if I had to eat breakfast every day, it would definitely be biscuits and gravy with sausage. That shit's fucking fire, super good. So I, w I would definitely choose that for sure. Um, next question comes from our boy Caesar, um, and it is top five Super Nintendo games. Um, damn. Uh, in okay, so in no order. No order. It's going to be uh, Link to the Past, Super Mario RPG, Super Mario World, <sighs> Secret of Mana, oh, fuck. That's four. And uh, I know. It's so hard. <laughs> It's so hard, cause dude, there's like Donkey Kong Country and like Super Metroid, and Mario Kart. I'm gonna have to go with, I'm gonna have to go with Donkey Kong Country. What part? One. I like two better, but I played one more. Nice. Um, I'll go with Super Mario World. Uh, Kirby, uh, DK Country, Super Mario Brothers 2, and Punch-Out. I would have to go with Donkey Kong Country 1 and 2, Super Mario Brothers, or Super Mario World, sorry. Uh... Fuck, dude. Uh, Star Star Fox sixty four or not sixty four? Um, fucking Star Fox the the first one. Yeah, adventures. Yeah, adventures. And my all time favorite fucking game for Super Nintendo would probably have to be Yoshi's Island. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I was waiting for it. That, that's Jay's game. We all know that. I fucking adore that game. Yeah, it's so fun. It's a pretty pretty solid choice. And the so the fucking soundtrack is a fucking banger. Yeah, it's pretty good. Alright, I'll ask the uh, the next question. Uh, so the next one's from Ellie. Favorite fictional characters of or character of all time. Um. Favorite fic. I like Magneto. I'm gonna go so with Magneto. Solid choice. What about you, Jay? Fuck, dude. I don't. I don't know. Uh, man, there's there's so many. Right. It's hard to yeah, choose. Yeah, because I was I was thinking about anime, right? And I was thinking about like Fully Cooly, and I would have chose 
uh, Haruko, but I was like, man, I don't know. I, I kind of like Magneto just a little bit more. Because it's, it's of all time. Because I have to go through, like, books, cartoons, anime, comics, movies. movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fuck, if I had to pick one... I would have to go with, um, fuck, dude, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, since really hard. Shit, uh, like on the spot answer would probably be, um, Wolverine. That's cool. Like straight up. I could fuck, I, I could fuck with that. For me... It might be kind of an, of an obscure, obscure choice, but honestly, I like this character in the entire franchise that he was in. Uh, so it's Burt Gummer from Tremors. You know, the, the oh, crazy. Oh, nice. Fuck yeah, yeah Burt. That guy was was in every single Tremors movie up to up to the, the most recent one, and he's good in all of them, dude. Like I'm that down. dude's such a badass in every fucking Tremors movie. Did you watch the Western he, one? Yeah, I've seen I've seen all the Tremors movies. That's a solid choice. Burkhammer's untouchable, dude. That guy's the best. That's a solid choice. I have a, I have a song about him actually, because I was asked to be on a on a, a Tremors, uh, like based compilation, like music compilation. So I wrote a song about Burkhammer just to like, like, I gotta fucking give him like give him one man. This guy's the best character. That's fucking dope. That's cool. Let's see. Next question is from Meg. What food do you absolutely hate? This is a two-part question. I hate peas. What okay. the and absolutely raw onions. hate? Like, honestly, like if there's something, I don't hate food, and like I eat pretty much anything. Like I don't think there's anything that I that somebody's given to me where I like haven't tried it and been like. I could eat that. <laughs> um, I don't like lima beans, dude. What the fuck? I just, I just don't like lima beans. They're bangers. Like, I've never had them. So, so lima beans are good, but sometimes they're just like dry as f- all piss. Like it's just like so dry. <laughs> I don't like seafood. That's the major one for me. Is I don't like any kind of seafood. Uh, aside from peas and, and like and and uh, fucking raw onions like that, aside like an actual actual food, like I don't like seafood. I'm gonna fucking answer I'm gonna this. I guess tomato. No, I'm gonna answer I'm this right now. Tomato. Right now. Fuck sushi. Sushi's weird, man. The texture and everything's really weird no. about it, man. Like fuck sushi. Sushi's, sushi's trash. awesome, man. Nah, I don't know about that. I don't know about fucking lima Sushi's beans. You're trash, dude. Sushi sucks. I, I, <laughs> I like, I like sushi. Sushi's good, man. Trash. We'll get a, a lot of a lot of pissed off people in the in the fucking lima, lima <laughs> hearing this. I don't give a fuck. So fuck bad. your old tacos or whatever the fuck you want to call yourself. Sushi gang over here getting mad, and the lima bean enthusiasts are gonna be pissed off too. I mean, they're not bad, right? But, like, dude, like, if there was, like, something that I just could, like, I didn't have to eat for the rest of my life, like, I'd be okay with, like, lima beans. Lima beans just, like, out the fucking window. And, Peace later. and it's not like I haven't tried multiple sushis. They're all fucking trash. Yeah, I tried uh, chicken sushi. 
Like, yeah, like not like, you know, what seafood like yeah they have some at kurai they have like a sushi where it in, in the middle it's, it's chicken instead of seafood i don't like that either trash that's so fucking weird what yeah. the fuck trash it, it, has, it has chicken and cream cheese in it fucking shit if it's sushi it's trash i don't i don't like the the, good, the fucking seaweed around it what is it called seaweed, <laughs> seaweed? <laughs> there's no name for it there's probably yeah, a fucking I name I, I honestly don't know what it's called i, I I don't know. Somebody like call Alex or something. He knows or, or Ricky. Ricky probably knows. It's like I don't know. Is what it it's like a, some weird a ass or, or is it edamame? No, it's not know. edamame. <laughs> that, that thing. Whatever. I don't know. Fucking Japanese Edam- dude. Fuck edamame up. is like something else, dude. Yeah. I guess uh, let's go on to the second part of the question. What song gets stuck in your head even if you just hear the title? Oh God, I man, I had just forgotten it, dude, and I. Hate this question. And now it's there again. What song is it? You gotta say it. It's same as Jay's answer, the duck song. What? No, it's not it. Like that. Really? That's that song doesn't bother me anymore. Wow. Yeah, you got baited. Like it's 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 funny the first time. Like it it like plays in my head, but after it loops, it's like please stop. Like just just please. Like <laughs> I didn't ask for this. Andy, you got one. Mine is on. Man, there's so many. I, I have. I honestly have so many. But like the one that I can think of right now, like just off the top of my head, is is Danger Zone. <laughs> really? You know which one too? Also, I mean, it, yeah. Uh, Black Parade. When you once you hear that the fucking note, ding, it's over. Yeah, it's it's over. The whole song's ding, playing. Ding, ding. <laughs> you know what? See, the whole song starts going. You you can't stop it. The song that gets stuck in my head all the fucking time, even just reading the fucking title, it's been on my fucking, like, head since we went over the questions before the podcast started. Uh-huh. Fucking Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. Oh. That fucking song pops into my head, even if I hear the word sweet. <laughs> it's just like, Jesus fucking Christ. And... I'm not saying it's a fucking horrible song, but when it gets stuck in your head and oh lord, it's it, no, it's just oh fuck, I, <laughs> after, I got PTSD the first play with through, that It's song. like please stop. All right, you want to get the next question? Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess uh, I know Ellie had we had picked like a a second question for Ellie. Should be kind of. Oh kind shit! Of I I missed that. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah, um, which is, uh, which Shrek movie is the best one and why? And the correct answer is the first one, and that's the end of the answer. So, I get a lot of hate for this, but to sure, Annie's answer, yeah, it's the first one, but I get a lot of hate because I only count the first one as a good movie. The rest of them suck. Me too. No, me too. No, no, no. I, yeah, I get the same you. hate. Thank you. Dude, yeah, cause... I get the same hate. Every, nope. Like Shrek Two was okay, Shrek, Shrek Three was, eh, and like Shrek Four, like I didn't even see it. That was like, abomination. If there is, the a, is, if there is Hold a, on, 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 a Shrek Four, there is a Shrek Four. Yeah, with, yeah, with uh, Rumpelstiltskin. What the fuck? Yeah, oh, dude, see, it, it's it's so bad, dude. No, part Four is bad. First of all, like no hate, cause I actually like Shane Dawson, but he looks exactly like Shane Dawson. The Rumpelstiltskin, <laughs> dude. I swear to God, dude. Look it up, dude. Look him up. And even Shane Dawson's part of himself is a joke. Like, he looks exactly fucking like him, dude. 
it's really fucking weird. But then we the movie in general it 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 blows, dude. It's just Spider-Man three of Shrek. My oh my quick answer for that is fuck all Shrek movies. Those movies were trash. <laughs> I knew he was gonna say that. <laughs> I knew the, he was gonna say. Here that. comes the, the Shrek community to invade our swamp and the get only, out of The only reason that those movies even had a chance was because of Eddie Murphy. I knew he was gonna say that too. <laughs> <laughs> Donkey was the best character in the first Shrek. It's true. That's fair. I'll give you that. But That's like fair. anything else, like when there was dialogue from other characters, trash. I did like the Gingerbread Man dialogue with, with Lord Farquaad. And, and like, real talk though, real talk though, like, side note from, like, going off that question. How the fuck does a donkey fuck a dragon and have donkey dragons? That's, <laughs> that, dude, that is the question, like, that's never been answered. I've always wanted to know, like, first of all, how the fuck is donkey's the boy? How did he mount that fucking thing for one? You know, like, I don't know. And DreamWorks, please, are you listening? Give some answers. We need some answers, DreamWorks. Alright, now we can go to the next question. Yeah. Uh, so, this one is from Christian, uh, and he gave us each our answer, our own question. So, I guess we can each read like our perspective question. Um, yeah. But, uh, so, all three of them are from Christian, uh, and for Andy. What's your best? What is the best ingredient to add into mac and cheese? So, for those that don't know, I am a mac and cheese connoisseur, along with pizza. I love mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is the fucking bomb. And I have found that uh, the best ingredient to add to mac and cheese is gonna sound weird as fuck, but it's hot dogs. It's hot dogs. And he's also fire. also white. And he's white, so like it's it's very much a white thing, but. Trust me, hot dogs in macaroni mac and cheese. I doubted it at first. I'm like, bro, that's some that's some white boy shit. But man, it's fucking that fire. It's fire. It's fire. Slaps. And it, especially if you use like really good hot dogs, like Nathan's or Ballpark. Like, dude, it's fire. And then, like, if you uh, so the two best macaronis are like the Kraft. It's always Kraft powdered macaroni and cheese or Velveeta shells and cheese. And Velveeta, Velveeta shells slaps. and cheese. Velveeta shells and cheese is like top tier, like box back roti and cheese, for sure. Can't be beat. Best shit ever. Um, pair that with like a good like maybe three, maybe three or four Nathan's hot dogs, and like you could even like like you could do badass shit with the hot dogs, right? Like you don't just gotta like boil them or microwave them or whatever. You could like grill them, right? And make them like all fucking like burnt and shit, so like it adds flip, dude. It's so good. So <laughs> you chop them up. You you chop them up first, and then you throw. You don't just throw a fucking hot dog in there. Like you chop them up, mixing it with the. With oh the, well, with yes. The I mean, yes, Eric. I, I didn't think I had to <laughs> just, explain. Dude, just how to elaborate. Fly weenies, bro. Just to just to elaborate for some idiot who's gonna be like, like put a fucking a whole ass hot dog. Oh yeah, he's gonna. Oh, you put the like, whole hot this dog shit on the sucks, stove. Man. Fuck, yeah. this shit sucks, man. It's like, oh my god, dude. Like, chop no, it up. okay, guys, you're so, you chop up the weenies, you fry the weenies, <laughs> and you put them in the macaroni and cheese. It's bomb. It's the best shit ever. Go try good. that shit if you haven't done so it. So good. It's it is best. pretty fucking good. Alright. For the next part of the question, it's mine. It's for me. If you could meet any dead famous person, what would you what would the thing you would you would talk to them like what would be the first thing um I would talk to them about? And my quick and short answer for that is I wouldn't meet anybody fucking dead or famous because don't don't meet your heroes. You're only going to be like in for a letdown. 
and disappointing. Very true. Yeah. Um, Very true. The last one's for me again for Christian. It's uh, what was the best and worst concert you ever performed at? Uh. <laughs> so let let I, I want to end on a good note. So let's start with bad first. The worst show I've ever played at was my very first show. Uh, when Hastings was still around, they had a little section called the Hardback Co- Cafe, where they sold coffee. Oh man, that that oh god, they had the best fucking chocolate covered ex- espresso beans. <laughs> I miss Hastings, dude. So I got I booked Hastings there by so some much. by some little like like promotion company. They booked me there, and she was like, "Badass." Yeah, the, the whole setup, PA, everything, right? So I'm going up to play. They take the PA, book it, and I'm left with a, a small amp and a mic. The fucking people, Hastings, are getting mad at me like every five minutes to turn it down, turn it down, turn it down. The crowd was so lost by what the fuck I was doing. It's every, everything like surrounding, surrounding that, that show was so bad. Maddie played that show also, and he got cut off within like two songs. Um,. It it just it wasn't a place to throw a show, you know, and they I don't know why they even Hastings even allowed it if they're gonna like bitch at us every every two minutes for being too loud or whatever. It's like it was it was dumb. It was a shit show. My very first show was a complete shit show. Um, also fuck the promotion company for, for like <laughs> like for, for, for being dickheads and like taking all their shit before I played. If you are out there hearing this, fuck you. Um, <laughs> the best show it it's so hard to pick a best show because i've done i've had some really fucking cool shows uh it would have to fall between either the show at cassie's um when we set the the, the the keyboard on fire that when i played my my set solo uh it was a lot of fun the all the crowd was super into it uh i got like the crowd to sing along my songs and shit it was a lot of fun uh, the second one, I want to say it was Unisex Fest 2. Um, that night, everyone got really wasted. We showed me and I showed up and we automatically taking shots with Drin, like just shooting. I don't remember what the I, fuck I we got. Shooting. We got on to the we got on to the fucking ranch and it was like greeted by Drin with alcohol. Like, <laughs> and hey, it was like, and like hey, <laughs> drink more. Take, like, yeah, take this. shots. So we automatically get there. We're, we're taking shots already. So we're like we're in for a night. People are there fucking tripping on acid. People are fucked up on God knows what. People are drunk. It's a crazy time. So, uh... It's a crazy time. I played, and I'm like, I, I was having fun, you know, and shit all night. And I'm like, cool, like, everyone's super excited to see me play. Fuck it. I unleashed hell on these people. Like, I was going ham, fucking, like, throwing shit, throwing myself at people, like, moshing and shit. I pulled my dick out at one point accidentally, mind you. During the set, wait, how do you accidentally like, pull your dick out? So what 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 happened? What what happened is uh, I uh, <laughs> I I have this this kind of like uh, I guess I call it an antic I guess like, that I do. It's, it's sometimes in my shows, I'll put my hand on my pants during a song, play with my junk, lick my hand and spit at the crowd. It's disgusting, yes, but it's funny to me. You know, I like doing obscene shit. So I attempt to do that. I unzip my pants too much and. <laughs> I put my hand too far on my boxes, kind of like fell down the front. My dick like, came out. And I was like, well, fuck. Like, you know. There you go. We're already here. <laughs> We're already here, boys. You We're know? already so, like, here. That, like, aside from, from that shit, like, that whole set was just insane and and super fun. So it, it falls between those two, but I, I'd i have to give it to, to probably to Drins because that whole night was just a lot of fun. We met some cool people, played Smash. It, it was It was fun. 
Andy, you want to read the last question? Uh, yeah. So the last question we have, we actually uh, chose all three from this person because we all decided that this guy uh, had some of the best questions out of everybody. Um, no hate, but uh, big shout outs to Mikey, uh, Mr. Tomato Convenience, because uh, your questions are super dope. Shout out to Shedmoo. Um, shout out to Shedmoo. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he asked three questions. Um, and this first question kind of just pertains to me and Jay a little bit more than Eric. But I mean, I guess he can kind of chime in if he knows. <laughs> um, but his first question is your favorite third strike player per region. Uh, and that's Japan, US, and RGV. Um, Do you want me to answer first? Yeah, I guess you could go first, Jay. All right. Japanese-wise, I think everybody's going to think I was going to say RX, which, of course, I love watching RX videos and shit. But my favorite, favorite fucking player to watch is TM, the Q player. Oh, okay. He does some absolutely fucking dope-ass shit with... um with Q and Q is a fucking low tier character and this guy places high he fucking I don't know he's just fucking phenomenal to watch so if you don't know who TM is go watch his videos US wise I fucking love watching Frankie BFG play Frankie has like one of the best Kens I've ever seen and that's that's going to like even fucking Japanese regions I love Frankie's Ken and yeah, Frankie's really good. He's really good. If I had to pick a player down here, I've it's a toss-up between playing Mikey and playing Liquid. Because they they have phenomenal defense and they they're able to optimize when they can. So it's a toss-up yeah. between Liquid and Mikey. Okay, that's cool. Um for me, I would say at Japan, again, people would probably expect me to say something like KSK or, or Genki or something, but I think my favorite player to watch is probably Hayao. Um, he... One of the best Hugos. Dude, that... I just... I just get so amazed at seeing what this guy can do. Like, with especially with somebody like Hugo. It's, it's crazy. And he fucking cosplays at the same time. Like... It's crazy. He's just so flamboyant about everything, and he, that guy is amazing. I, I don't know. I, I just love watching him play. Um, so he's probably like my favorite Japanese player. Um, I would probably say my favorite American player. I'm like, are we talking like, man? If we're talking about like all time, or if we're talking about like all time, dog. Okay, all time. My favorite American player. <sighs> I mean, I want to say Renick because he inspired me to play Alex. Um, but I would probably have to give it to Pyro Lee. Um, the guy is a fucking monster. Um, watching him play was crazy. Like, just crazy. I couldn't believe it. His like, yun was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, he was such a fun player to watch. And that guy talked a lot of shit, especially online. So, like... Watching him from like an outsider's perspective and just seeing him like destroy everybody was just so much fun. Um, and then I think my favorite local player is 
trying to think of like somebody that I watch. It's probably Liquid. Um, Mikey, I would uh, agree with you in saying that both Mikey and Liquid, I enjoy playing both of them. But I there's just something about watching Liquid play and playing against Liquid that like I just get excited. Like I don't I don't know. Like I get this like like my blood like my blood starts to go. Like I, I he just makes me like watch all of these like, I don't know it's crazy I, I really really enjoy playing him a lot and I watch I love watching him play I think he's like I think he's improved the most uh, also to be honest from everybody around here so definitely definitely liquid I don't know much about third strike just like I've seen Daigo play and he's like really good so I guess it's just Daigo I don't really know anyone like, I, 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 across the board. <laughs> yeah, because I I know like Mikey and Liquid and, and like and y'all that play, but like, I've never seen y'all play, so I can't really pick a favorite. On, on obviously. All right, let's move on to the second part of the question. Cool. A song comes on the radio and you immediately you immediately change it. What shitty song is it? <sighs> Any um, song on the radio. <laughs> Blue Daba Dee Daba Die. Anything by Imagine Dragons. Like, I'm... for real. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to find who sings it. But yeah, I, I would oh. have to say, yeah, go ahead. My my fucking choice would be "Steal My Sunshine" by Len. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's good. I fucking hate that song, dude. Only because. The guy sounds like he's like asthmatic, and I'm not trying to talk shit about people with asthma. But if you could put um, the kid from Malcolm in the Middle, the wheelchair kid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. You, you had him sing a song, it'd be fucking steal my sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> Len, if you're in this, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, Len. Yeah, I don't know. I think I've heard uh, "I'm Blue" like enough times in my life that every time I hear it now I'm like I immediately like turn it off like I really don't want to listen to this song especially when the song first came out when we were like growing up you fucking heard it like every like this was back when like cassettes existed and like CDs were barely a thing so like all you did was listen to the radio so you heard Eiffel 65's blue like fucking 10 times a day yep god I hate that um, song I'm assuming that the radio still does shit that way yeah, they do. Yeah, and they I, do. I'm pretty sure they definitely still play "Blue" by Eiffel 65, and I'm like not down. I'll, I'll ask the last question. Uh, again for Mikey. Uh, modern film is blatant propaganda at every turn. So why do we still watch? Good question. That's it's a great the, fucking question. It's probably the best question. Out of yeah, everybody's question. That's a really, really great question. Yeah. Uh, for for me, I I I don't know. I, I think that like people are just so happy consuming whatever shit that you know the media gives them. So like even with, with film and stuff, like not to talk shit, but also to talk shit. Marvel movies. I'm sorry, but a lot of them are shit. A lot of them are trash. You know, I'm sorry, but they are. Endgame horrible. But like I still went out and watched it just to just to watch it. You know, see see if it was any good, but. I, I don't know. I, I think they just like people are just okay with like consuming like bullshit, no matter what it is. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like 
people are just so accustomed to it now that it's like, oh, I'm gonna go to the movies to like turn my brain off, and it, instead of like, oh, like I want to go watch like a, a piece of art. So it's like, it's different now. So, but like people are just so accustomed to it, they're just like, oh, it like it doesn't involve thinking anymore. That that's the whole thing. There's movies now, like, not not all movies, but most mainstream movies, it doesn't involve thinking. It, it's so dumbed down and like easy to, to digest and people are okay with sitting there again turning their brain off and consuming yeah i guess my answer to this question would be because people like seeing their political views in film like the left like the i'm not trying to be like sound too political here but the the more left you make your film is going to reach somebody's fucking brain how oh the world should be that way instead of just like making them look for that answer yeah and i think people need to be led with their hands to the some sort of political ideal that they think is the best for for human beings or whatever but propaganda in film is just this big thing where the safer you make it or the more left you make it it's going to make you more money yeah and yeah, definitely, I, people, people want to like you know see their like their views up there. Like you see, like this is why I'm right. Kind of stupid shit like that. You know, it, and, it's it's dumb. Yeah. And instead of like fucking like having hidden meanings, people want to see it more in film instead of like it being a trope in the background. Like that's the obvious now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's got to be obvious. It's 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 a really big time loop forward where you know art used to hide their their meanings in the words like in books and in movies like especially in i guess the years 2020 now but people are too dumb to make a a depiction of something and i think that's why most people watch whatever garbage is out yep i agree it's it's kind of sucks too because like as a fan of film you kind of like have to just roll with the punches and you kind of have to just hope for like them to for there to be like a good movie that comes out that like catches your attention or that like breaks boundaries or there's always that go outside the norm there's always that gem you just gotta find it yeah but yeah it's basically just people do it because they're so accustomed to, I mean it's basically like they're, they're basically zombies like oh I'm gonna go to the movie just to, like not think about like the bullshit that's going on in my life right now and I'm just gonna go turn off my brain and watch like Expendables 18 or whatever the fuck like you know which hot which, action movies out at the time which funny funny enough you, you saying that I mean that's technically what um what Dawn of the Dead was the original movie that's what it was about like how people are so okay consuming that they're practically zombies just mindlessly consuming whatever whatever they give them so like and again yeah. that, that was a very subtle thing in the movie they, they put it you know under a horror movie so you don't even see that but that's that's what the commentary on the movie was about and it's so funny you say that because that's now what it is you know yep. George Romero had it right Pinchimbo Romero rest in peace rest in pepperonis rest in pepperonis but yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that's that's it for questions. Um, 
if you guys want to ask us more questions uh, we will be accepting any and all questions about whatever you guys want to ask us um, or if you want to talk about something like let us know and we'll, we'll try to hit the subject as well yeah try if you the the more like interesting your question is the better the more likely a chance we're going to choose it because we're probably not going to be able to choose everybody's question uh just considering we don't want to give like a whole hour segment to like every episode just like answering questions so um yeah make sure to uh follow our facebook and stuff and you know me eric or javi's facebook and just comment let us know what questions you want to ask and we'll see if we get it for you on the next episode yeah follow our, our uh, page and uh, our spotify or soundcloud um even check out the, stuff check out the bands we, we talked about today you know our bands and all, all our friends bands and stuff like look them yeah. up we're all on on Bandcamp, soundcloud so we're on spotify like you know facebook yeah and again if you take anything with you it's the whole diy thing and like you know, like do everything yourself, and don't ever you don't ever feel like you can't do something, no matter what situation you're in. Like, again, back to you, moment number thirty-seven, back to the beginning. Like, you can fucking do it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, does anybody got any uh any other questions, any comments, anything else? Eat your fucking lima beans. <laughs> lima beans are so bad. I mean, look, okay, they're if you make them with like butter and shit, like they're good, dude. Like, I just like. It, like, I will eat lima beans, right? Like, I, I'll eat them. But if I had to choose, like, a food, it would be lima beans. Fuck this guy. Eat your lima beans. Fuck sushi. <laughs> don't, don't follow Andy on Facebook. Just me and Jay. Um, <laughs> don't be an elitist. Because I fucking hate lima beans. <laughs> don't be an elitist fuckbag. Yeah, don't be an elitist fuckbag. Don't watch but, uh... Shrek 4. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't watch so Shrek. Fuck Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you too, Smash Mouth. Hey, hey man. Okay, I like Smash Mouth. Nobody right? once told me. Fuck them. <laughs> Nobody once told me nothing. <laughs> I honestly, I think the biggest like smack person that hates Smash Mouth more than anything is probably Mikey. Fuck Smash Mouth. <laughs> but yeah, um. If you're still listening, guys, uh, thank you so much for sticking around this long. Uh, you made it to the end of episode two. Thank you so much. Um, we will again record next week. We'll probably, honestly, have to change the recording day unless we like record earlier um, in the day, since I'm going to be working um, the usual time that we would record, which is around like what 12:30 at yeah. like it's sunday morning but, but like i'm gonna be working around that time i won't be getting out till like 3 30 in the morning so we might have to push it back to recording on sundays and releasing it on monday uh but we'll we'll get that uh information out to you guys we'll let you know of any changes um next episode like we said guys before uh is going to feature uh bony boy and the weeb aka skeleton and the samurai um aka alex and ricky uh so if you have any questions for them you guys might want to ask also uh you know drop it in the comments uh let us know uh what you guys want to know the answers to and we'll do our best to answer them yeah stay um, safe but, uh, stay inside yeah stay quarantined guys but uh but that's one more it. thing uh, one more thing okay okay here we go watch surf ninjas it's a great movie watch surf Ninjas. man i <laughs> 
Thank you. I'm gonna go back and watch, dude. I'm gonna go back and watch that. Thank you. I forgot that movie existed. <laughs> go watch Surf Ninjas. Uh, but that's it. Uh, I guess you catch you guys later. See you guys on episode three. Later. Later. Peace.